We imagine a future. We must consider this. Who would want me to be a part of their life? Hey, that's inappropriate. Will you make a choice now? We pass talking. What do you say we come in for my close-up now? I'm done running. What was your favorite part? I'm a planner. Get back. Movie news. Just don't like you no more. With Gareth Daly. You do like me. Good afternoon to you, Gareth. We are starting with Steven Spielberg. Tell us all. Good afternoon. Yeah, well, he was picking up an award at the Berlin Film Festival this week and he was asked in a press conference about future projects and what he plans to do next and he confirmed that he's doing Stanley Kubrick's famously unmade Napoleon Bonaparte film project. Yeah, but he's doing it as a large-scale limited series for HBO. He's he's even confirmed that it's going to be a seven-part series. He's been involved with it for over ten years and I think HBO have been involved with it for about seven but he has the cooperation of Uh, Kubrick's daughter and it's going to be a large scale film because I think Kubrick planned to do it after 2001 did massive research on it he even had cast lined up it was uh, David Hemmings and Jack Nicholson were up for the title role Audrey Hepburn uh, was in line to play Josephine in the film but I think what kind of scuppered it was the price of things and how expensive big epic movies at the time had become the likes of War and Peace and 1970 film Waterloo as well were, were hugely big budgeted films so it saw the project abandoned and he kind of put some of that work into his 1975 feature Barry Lyndon but um, yeah Spielberg has had a a strong relationship with Kubrick obviously um, in terms of you know adapting works or finishing screenplays uh, for the big screen AI was one of the movies that that he did uh, Mm -hmm. taking up the mantle there but you know sometimes we get these things where you get multiple of these films because Ridley Scott has already filmed his own Napoleon film with Joaquin Phoenix in the lead role that's right yeah and that movie's due out towards the end of the year but of course everyone's making stuff for TV and it's nice to hear that Steven Spielberg is going to be doing something Well I'd say HBO um, were delighted Yeah I'd <laughs> say so most definitely Yeah that one. Okay now Puss in Boots The Last Wish it's been a massive uh, hit hasn't it Gareth? It has and I suppose do you know what it has been a slow burner because <laughs> when it opened it was a kind of soft opening it wasn't like the people were rushing to it but the reviews were excellent and you know people were sort of saying it was probably the best critically acclaimed animated films since Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and that kind of had legs and it carried a little bit and it was alongside Avatar when it was released The Way of the Water and that probably benefited it because there was a lot of people going to see that and the word of mouth grew and it has now grown to over 401 million globally so it's been a massive hit and that's at a time as well when animated family films aren't doing as well as they did before the pandemic Uh, Tell us about The Mandalorian So The Mandalorian is going to be coming back shortly for its third season and the showrunner John Favre Favreau's confirmed this week that the scripts for the entire fourth season have already been written. So, yeah, they mapped out the fourth season. He went to work on it and he's been talking about how useful that is because I suppose there's been a large gap between season two and season three and the fact that he's been able to do them means that they'll be able to go quicker into a season four. Now, things are getting a little bit complicated for them because you're getting so many series now from, you know, the Star Star Wars franchise Mm -hmm. 
uh, that, that Disney are doing. You've got Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew. They're launching shortly after the third season of The Mandalorian. And they're kind of all set in the time period as well. So Favreau has said that it, it's good because these other shows, you know, they need to accommodate them, which kind of code for they have to get off the soundstage <laughs> because the other ones probably have to film. But The Mandalorian's going to be out. The season three is going to be on Disney Plus on March 1st. March 1st. Now, games from movies. Usually it's the other way around, isn't it? Mm. Where, you know, you get uh, the game and then they decide to do the movie. But of course, the gaming industry is huge now. And one of the more successful um, production companies of recent times is Blumhouse. Blumhouse Studios. They've produced more than 150 movies and TV series. Their theatrical grosses have totaled over $5 billion to date. And they announced on Tuesday that they plan to launch uh, Blumhouse Games, a new subsidiary that will produce and publish sub-10 million budget video games in the spirit of its film business. And the spirit of its film business has been strike with good kind of genre horror movies that don't cost a lot to make, but make them a lot of (laughs) money. So they're planning original horror-themed games for consoles, PCs and mobile platforms. No word as yet as whether they'll adapt any of their sort of existing properties, you know, like the the paranormal activities or anything like that, but I bet that's what they're thinking. You have some casting news for us this afternoon, Gareth. Yeah, Vera Farmiga and Tim Blake Nelson. There's a good cast. They're set to play the founders of an infamous religious cult called Heaven's Gate. Now, this is for a movie called The Leader. So what happens in this is a true story of the 39 members of the American UFO cult Heaven's Gate, which believed its followers could transform into immortal extraterrestrials and would ascend to heaven. So... The film sort of tracks the development of their religion, uh, their attempt to build a devout following, and it then leads to to uh, a, a lot of trouble because basically they believed they would be transported in a spaceship that failed to arrive, wow. and it resulted in the largest mass suicide ever to take place on American soil. So it's going to depict this tragedy kind of through a lens of hope and heartbreak. Okay. Uh, Michael Gallagher is directing from his own screenplay and casting for the rest of the cast is currently under way. Okay, that is the leader. What trailer should we check out online this week? Owen Wilson is always uh, fun to watch on screen and he's playing a character called Carl Nargle and he's Vermont's number one public television painter. This is a movie called Paint. I love the look of this and the clip we're going to play, it actually doesn't do it justice because it's it's quite visual between the paint and between uh, our, our main character but let's take a listen. It's hard not to feel a little lost as we begin. Just take it all in. When's the last time you heard someone say something that interesting? There's nothing like having the one you hold dearest, nearest, when the world turns cold. Thanks for going to a special place with me, Carl Nargle. I'm always moving forward, just on to the next. Yeah, I like the look of Owen Wilson. This <laughs> has a great look to it. And I mean, it's sort of based on Bob Ross, right? Oh, I mean, watch the trailer yeah. and you'll go, he's playing Bob Ross. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's that's what they're sort of playing it on. He's got a signature perm, you know, his, his, uh, his fans are hanging on his every stroke. And then what happens in the story, you know, a younger, better artist steals everything and everyone that he loves. So it has a really nice look yeah. to it. And I do like Owen Wilson, as yeah. you say, in roles. It's due for release in the US in April. They haven't kind of announced a release date for uh, over here yet, but we'll 
we'll bring it to you as soon as we have it because yeah. it does look like a fun film. <laughs> it certainly does. Let's come to new releases in our cinemas. Quite a mix we have. Uh, let us start with Cocaine Bear. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on A bear did cocaine. What? Yeah, that's basically it, Garrett. A bear did cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and they filmed it in Wicklow. And so Wicklow, they yes. filmed it. It's directed by Elizabeth Banks and it is inspired by a 1985 true story of it, you know, a plane crash, the missing cocaine and, and then this bear that edit. But it does take it in a sort of oddball direction as well in that's terms of it ramping it up a little <laughs> bit, shall we say. <laughs> well, I went to this during the week and um, the press screenings happen at half ten in the morning and I wasn't really ready for this, I have to say. <laughs> This is a very different film um, to what I was expecting. So from the trailer there, it appears to be a hilarious black comedy. And as we heard in that clip, it's a bear and cocaine. It looked like I thought it would fit nicely into, remember we were talking about that sort of horror comedy genre yeah. from Megan and things of late. But what we get and what I wasn't expecting was an absolute gore fest. Um, yes, there were laughs, but it's it's pretty full on. And I only realised as I left, it is 18 cert. Um, it's oh, it's yeah. gory, okay. it's graphic, you know. So that's going to limit the audience. And personally, I think it would have actually been much more effective if the tone had veered more towards comedy with less of the graphic gore and a younger cert, because I think that's kind of the wider audience who wants to possibly see this. But certainly, um, if you look at the trailer, there's a little bit more going on, just to, <laughs> just to warn people. But um, that that is, and of course, Ray Liotta's last film. Oh, Ray Liotta's yeah. last film, yeah. I mean, it's a good cast in it as well. Yeah. Kerry Russell, uh, Margot Martindale, O'Shea Jackson Jr. So yeah, so what you're saying is it's not for young teenagers. Unfortunately not. I mean, they'd probably love to see it, but it's definitely 18, sir. I was, I was a bit shook after it. I think, <laughs> I think purely because I wasn't expecting it to be that from the trailer. So um, oh. anyway, I'm fine now. <laughs> you couldn't bear it. Sorry, sorry. Oh. <laughs> All right, what else have we? We have Broker. This is about a young lady decides to give up her newborn child to a church for adoption, but discovers that there's an active group who steals these children for sale. She catches the group red-handed and joins them sort of in an exciting road trip to find customers ready to buy the child. And things do not go smoothly because the cops are hot on their trail and things get complicated. That's called Broker. There's also another movie called Creature. This is based on the 2021 English National Ballet stage production. It's a sort of tale, a tragic tale of an outsider's search for belonging and an insatiable desire for powerful enduring hope found in human connection and compassion and then one more to mention we've got what's love got to do with it this is uh, a sort of dating app addict called zoe played by lily james uh, who's really her mum is emma thompson she's dismayed at the fact that uh, she's an endless stream of mr wrongs and then what she does which is a documentary filmmaker she follows her best friend who is traveling for an arranged marriage and then she yeah, documents this and begins to wonder if she might have found something to learn from the profoundly different approach to finding love. Yeah, I'll give you my thoughts after we hear the clip. So, your ideas for your next film? I could follow my childhood friend to marry a stranger chosen by his parents. My big fat arranged wedding. <laughs> Meet the parents first. <laughs> love contractually. Huh. Yeah, that's uh, Lily James and What's Love Got To Do With It. I have to say it's an above average uh, romantic comedy. It's well paced, strong leading performances from Lily James. And the main lead to Eshazad Latif I really liked. Jemima Khan is uh, behind this, obviously using 
personal experience in her screenplay and you know it's a little cringy at times uh, but thankfully doesn't fall into massive sentimentality as it might have done the locations are great uh, Emma Thompson's character a little one note perhaps but um, Shababa Azmi who's the Indian uh, matriarch is, is given a little bit more of a, a rounded character so look it's a non-taxing mm-hmm. enjoyable watch if you feel like a rom-com uh, this weekend off you go what's love got to do with it what about a TV movie for us Garrett? Yeah so this is a movie that uh, yeah I quite liked when I first saw it it's, the, it's a look at the life of astronaut Neil Armstrong from yeah. his early days in 1961 as a NASA test pilot and then obviously kind of looking at the sort of how emotionally distant he might have become as he sort of embarked obviously on that uh, mission to, to the moon and, and, and a little bit of the after effects for, for him in that as well good cast Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy mm-hmm. called First Man uh, it's on TG Car Monday night at 9.30 I think it's well worth a look if you've not seen it great stuff Gareth thank you very much indeed Thanks, Aiden.